guys, welcome to our podcast, the Sci-Fi Breakdown Podcast. My name's Aaron Harkwat, and I really am excited for this podcast. We have so much content to share, so many new things to show you guys, and so many movies and shows to cover. So I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be exciting, and we're going to jump straight into it. So today's episode is going to be about the movie The Martian. And I know Sujin, I know Sujin really likes this movie. I think this is like, you said to me once, this was like your top three favorite movies of all time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Sujin knows a lot about this one. Yeah, this is honestly one of my favorite movies. I kind of watch it all the time, uh, to be honest. <laughs> and um, if you don't know what The Martian is, it's basically a movie about this character named Mark Watney. And he's stuck on Mars after he got left behind because there was a dust storm while the other crewmates of his were leaving and his main goal is to survive on mars and wait until his crewmates come back and save him so in the martian there are a lot of there's a lot of science that can be seen and a lot of science that applies to real life and can be applied also in mars and research and future things yeah it's like there's like a lot of science i'm I'm pretty sure even though it's a movie you kind of like when watching it, you can relate to it in that sense that, you know, science is growing, technologies are growing. And, you know, obviously NASA has plans to go into Mars, um, like, sort of, for example, Elon Musk and his endeavors with that. And so now I, I feel like that movie is getting like closer and closer to probably what will become the reality, like 10, 15, 20 years down the line. And I know, I know Sujit, as he mentioned, there's a lot of science behind the movie. I mean, especially when I was watching the movie in the hall, I was, you know, kind of fascinated like how it like it seems so real how a person which even though he's stranded on a planet is able to adapt right yeah just like Arn, i was super fascinated about this movie i remember just watching it and like being amazed by how mark was able to survive on mars and the different types of things that he did you know how he used science to actually have water food and all natural resources and uh, there's a lot of different science that's actually seen in it and there's a lot of different ways that the way that he actually survived can be seen yeah i mean i mean actually for my the way you know to answer that question the way i look at it is even though this might be kind of controversial i think he should have stayed i think he should have stayed on the planet interesting uh, I don't know about that one. Um, I personally think that he should have, you know, left like he did in the movie. Um, I don't know. Like, think about it. If if he was able to stay on Mars, um, I know the whole world was, like, anticipating, yeah, he has to come. He has to come. And when finding out, like, when he, they, he was alive and they were, you know, making a plan for him to come, even though from the perspective of the movie, yeah, for, for the growing the plot and driving the plot, plot home, yeah, they, they, they needed him to come back. But solely on the perspective of a person, a real-life human, being stranded on Mars after his team had to abandon him, I mean, it would make sense for him to stay, right? Like, I mean, but think about it. What would he do if he stayed? How would he have to live, right? He has to, you know, have food, water, and he would eventually die uh, because he would run out of resources. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that is a point. But 
as we saw in the movie, and there's also a book on this, you guys definitely should check it out, Mark was able to survive for an extended period of time past his supply amount, like, for example, water for a supply amount for food and things like that, and in general like that. But let's take the perspective of a person just stranded on Mars. He has the hab. He has the resources. Not enough for him to survive maybe 300, 400 souls. Souls is just their system of days in, in Mars. But let's take a person just in the beginning of the movie. He's there. He's all alone, has nothing to do. Now, to answer your question, Sujit, we can see that people are able to survive and adapt to those situations. And we're putting, we're assuming that this person has enough experience in order to handle the situation uh, effectively like Mark did. Yeah. So for, for let's take the food example. Mark was able to grow new plants and grow things on Mars. And I'm assuming like a human who's put on Mars can also do the same. And actually studies have been showing that there are nutrients in Mars's soil enough that it can grow plants and create a system of growing crops and so people can survive so the food that is side true of it- wait that is true but if you think about it there are a lot of also you know other risks to growing food and stuff because this can it can be lost if there's a breach in the actual lab or whatever that they have on mars like they did in the movie because there was kind of like a you know pressurization malfunction one right, time right. And that actually just destroyed all of the crops and everything that he did. So, you know, there's also that risk that comes associated with growing crops instead of having them, like, on hand. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's completely true. He's able to grow crops. He's able to produce water as he, you know, was able to got that free oxygen plus extracted hydrogen from hydrazine, which is a fuel, and combined and made that. So he's able to get water. He's able to get food. He has the shelter of the hab and now to your point about you know breaching yeah so there always going to be a possibility of breaching and especially in a planet where there's a lot of dust storms there's a lot of you know heavy wind and it's it's an atmosphere that we don't really are not really as humans can survive on we're adapted to free oxygen while the planet is full with carbon dioxide so yeah there is a likelihood that there could be a breach but for humanity's sake, for growing humanity, it's actually better to be having there, even though he's he might run that risk. Yeah, there might be a risk, and yeah, I mean he might uh, sometimes get around that. Sometimes he may not. But if a person's able to stay there for an extended period of time, we you know rather than wasting NASA's money and the government's money, if a person's already established there, he can grow human potential for future for the future of mars and establish a colony can establish a place where when future you know uh future humans come to mars they are already able to have almost a head start right yeah i mean that is a true point right you know having obviously some sort of foundation for when other humans come back to try to build upon what this person would have made you also have to think about how long or how much actual progress can be done like if you you have to think about how much progress can be actually done by one person based on the limited amount of materials that they actually have uh, on mars because in reality they really don't have that much especially on the mission that was in the movie they didn't really have that much to you know start a colony 
because you know Mark had to go and travel and get things in order to even just just live and not even expand and colonize so if you think about it with the amount of materials that they would have on hand it really wouldn't be worth it because they wouldn't really be able to make that substantial amount of research or colonization and basically they yeah. would just kind of do a little research and be useless pretty much um yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't say that's necessarily true too and i'll explain why so we know that humans have adapted to or at least for our sake this human has adapted to the conditions given by mars for example the low oxygen you know having to wear a suit having to deal with pressures uh, environmental pressures and you know even maybe even you can say mental pressures and things like that so this person has adapted to those changes and yeah and what comes with that is the lack of resources the lack of resources yep. he he was able to efficiently use those as uh, maximize on what he had in order to make further strides in what he needed to do and his goal but if we're shifting the goal to the basis of what he needs to do is which is my argument of growing a colony almost what he's able to do is he can maybe map out mars maybe map out what things are and what things that may cause a problem to future humans so essentially he can be used as a stepping stone for other humans and so he can almost act as like a catalyzing factor to uh, human discovery and human growth in mars and lack of resources obviously the storms and things like that are all issues that he may have to deal with but you know that's that's what comes with those yeah. risks yeah but it could be great for them to have you know someone there to experience everything firsthand but the problem with that is there's a very high chance that this person could go into a situation where obviously they don't know what's going on they don't have a team they don't have anyone to help them and go to a situation which could potentially be life-risking where they basically sacrifice themselves for something that, you know, might not be worth it, right? Suppose that there's some some sort of, like, you know, they're exploring to try to map up the land and some storm comes in and, you know, somehow, you know, right, obviously kills them. It would not really be worth it because, while well, yeah, you did get some mapping or whatever, you know, you, you'd be risking your life just for a little bit of research when maybe you can actually get picked up by any another mission or the same mission or someone that was there and then use the information that you already learned by staying on Mars alone and use that for when other people come and then use that to actually further advancement than with someone that Solo could do. Okay. So when an astronaut goes to space or when an astronaut leaves Earth's atmosphere, they're almost signing a waiver of, yeah, I'm running a risk of dying. That's yeah. going to be in any scenario, whatever the case may be. Now, when someone's in Mars, they have the potential, and in our scenario, they have the potential to come back up and to go back to Earth. They're also running that risk while they're in that, in that period of landing to to lifting off again where yep. they're actually exploring they're also running the risk of dying and so they're giving away almost in a sense like the ethical reasons aside right your your point is that it's not ethical to do that because exactly. yeah there might be a little research but 
I he might die. And we get that, but that might be that may be the case if he he goes for a long period of time doing a lot of stuff and he you know gets a lot of research done and then he dies for some reason or when they just land when they when they simply land and they and they die. So there can always be some place where someone can you know unfortunately pass away. And when you're putting the scenario that he has a choice to die or live, yeah, obviously, yeah, it makes sense for him to live and he, if he's looking at it from a selfish side or, or not really a selfish side, from the side that makes most sense. But from humanity's standpoint, from uh, the uh, idea of progressing humanity as a whole, instead of, instead of giving a valuable time and m- maybe the potential of some problem that may arise in Mars that may not allow humans to ever travel there, for the whatever time that's certain that he can stay there and progress humanity, it makes more sense for him to stay and do things that he knows can impact people in the future, even though it might not look like it's the best for him now at that point. Yeah. So I see your point about, you know, having someone that can obviously be there to experience it, even if they pass away, having someone that can do something that could potentially change the outcome of whatever we have later on and Mars is a good thing. But you also have to think about the point that, you know, you have to think about kind of like a sustainability standpoint, because you also have to think about how this person has to kind of keep all this research or do what they have to do, as well as staying alive, as well as trying to communicate, you know, it's a lot of pressure on this person to try to do as much as possible. And also, I mean, yeah, okay. they have like a yeah, kind of a fear fine. factor of not knowing if they're going to live or if they're going to die. And that can kind of influence some of the decisions that could be crucial to understanding how Mars actually affects humans. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sustainability is the same thing anywhere. If you're on, if you're on Earth, if you're on Mars, and for example, if we can live on Pluto or something like that, there's sustainability issues maybe anywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean okay. How are we gonna hold research? Is like kind of your point. How are you, how is he gonna sustain in a planet? And to be honest, that's what he signed up for. I mean, sure. he he knew that was gonna come. And as I to you know add on to my point before, he has the limited resources, but he's adapted, and that that adaptation is what humans actually kind of thrive on. We've adapted to us as a society changing for the betterment of everyone, right? So sustainability issues are everywhere right but sign up for that plus he's trained in that field so he knows what to do how to manage things and they're gonna there's gonna be 100 percent. there's gonna be some issue that will affect him but it's his way of bouncing back from that and his way of continuing pushing forward for betterment of humanity is what really my argument is in that he should stay there for the betterment of humanity through whether that be research or things like that but by leaving yeah he's saying he's saving himself but is he really saving humanity yeah i think i gotta agree with that point there i guess i kind of see what you're saying about you know obviously having someone there and then obviously you know doing the work that would be very crucial for humanity is something that obviously needs to happen and you know leaving him there and leaving them there basically gives you a head start and yeah basically helps you out so i see your point i see your point yeah i mean there's going to be always some ethical issue there's always going to be some issue in 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 this argument in this sense Mm -hmm. right but 
But yet, the, if from an objective standpoint, I think it makes more sense for yeah, for Mark a humanity today. standpoint, it's it kind of makes sense, yeah. For Mark, for some person, for, for humanity standpoint, yeah. So I think that's gonna wrap it up. I mean, I think today's episode was you can almost say it was almost like a little debate. Yeah. But, so yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. I mean, I'm sorry if this was a little long, <laughs> but I we have an, uh, more episodes to come, more things that we're gonna show you guys. So if you guys like this episode, please do let us know. And, you know, it was great having you guys, and thank you. Yep, thank you guys so much. See you next time. See ya.